0: hello everybody welcome to episode 11 of the deviating tangents podcast i hope i'm gonna have to look at that later but i hope i can use some of that if there's nothing in the intro don't worry about it but if there is i i hope you enjoyed that uh in today's episode did i say this is episode 11 because it is um question if you pulled a golden ticket all right. And we're invited to Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. All right, would you go? Oh, absolutely! Like full knowledge of everything that <laughs> maybe without the idea of like, oh, he's gonna present me with an everlasting gobstopper. Yeah, and it's a test. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's even say that that's not even part of it. It's just a select few get to tour the chocolate factory. Yeah, there's no promise of a winner inherits it. Just. Mm-hmm. You win a chance to go.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I, absolutely. I mean,
1: especially if, if we're going by the universe, no one gets to go in, and only the ticket holders. And, and this is the first time in, in, what, 20, 30 years. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, I'm going.
0: Who owns the Wonka brand? Isn't uh, that like a Nestle? I believe so, yeah. <clears throat> uh, actually, let's look that up. That's a good idea. Me, personally, I have, I've always been on the fence about stuff like this. Like, being able to tour a facility. Now, when it's like candy, because candy's, like, universal to everyone, that, like, candy's just... It's a fun little extra thing that you don't need, but it's nice to have. Yeah, it's Nestle. Okay. But, like...
1: Fuck Nestle. I, so we can get into that later. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. You're like, yeah, fuck parent company.
1: Yeah. No. So, uh Nestle's actually really, really terrible.
0: I know they were one of the one of the bad ones. Yeah. They um they they essentially
1: steal water and and say like walk clean water is not a, a basic human right. Yeah. And and
0: I didn't know that was them.
1: Yeah. No. Nestle is a horrible company. Um, but, yeah, Wonka. So, so Candy. Uh, <laughs>
0: we're talking about the man. <laughs> um, knowing that Willy Wonka would be essentially just Jane Wilder, mm-hmm. would that influence your decision at all? Uh, or, okay, which Wonka would you prefer? Okay. Wilder okay. or Depp? <clears throat> um.
1: think both movies have their merits. I think Wilder
0: pulls off the character better. I think he plays a more dynamic individual. Yeah, which yeah. I think that's just easier for Wilder to do versus Depp. Um. Apparently, the
1: the um scene in the beginning when when he first walks out of the factory. And,
0: oh, and he falls. And,
1: yeah, uh, that was his idea. Yep. And and was to um it essentially make it so people wouldn't know whether or not to believe him
0: yeah throughout the entirety yeah like he also had like (laughs) there are lines that you could have that could have been very matter of fact (laughs) that he chose to say very very certain ways yeah to make you question that the actual sanity of the individual (laughs) and that's just good that's good directing candy is dandy but liquor is quicker yeah um I don't know I I kind of like you I, I understand that like both movies have their merit. I, I I do like the
1: backstory of of the Depp Wonka with with well, you know being the the son of a dentist. Yes. But like I I believe that the Wilder version is yes is a uh, more the, accurate. The
0: movie Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with the Depp Wonka. Yeah. That's more like based off of the book it comes from. Um. So much so that the book was called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Mm-hmm. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory doesn't make any sense to somebody who read the book. But... Uh, I have
1: actually not read the book. I've, I've only seen the movies.
0: Um, specifically, <laughs> I, I do like that, like, with Gene Wilder's Willy Wonka, they leave, like, the history of the character shrouded in mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, like... You see the Oompa Loompas, and they're like, who are they and where did they come from? And he just gives you, like, he tells you, but he doesn't show you. Yeah. Your mind is left to, like, yeah. wonder and imagine. But and then in the Tim Burton film, they just show you. Yeah. It's like, no, you're missing out on part of what makes storytelling fun.
1: So parts of that, I believe, are due to when the movies were made. Yes. And, and, and the tools available to them at the time. Uh, it's not as easy to to film a tropical location for you know half a scene in the seventies. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um. So, fun fact about uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Are you gonna talk about OSHA? Yes. <laughs> uh. So the the uh, scene where they go through the the Wonka wash, um, the actors actually got chemical burns.
0: Yeah. And and because whatever was in that foam
1: yeah it w- was a skin irritant but um the the production crew didn't break any laws because the laws didn't exist yet yeah the, there there were no protections for for workers like that they just it didn't exist yeah and and it came into existence as a direct result of the movie
0: and film for a long time even way before that if you're going back to like the silent era um, silent era with like Charlie Chaplin and like Buster Keaton stunts. Mm -hmm. A lot of these famous silent movie stunts were able to be done because there wasn't, yeah, there wasn't a litigation team to say, no, don't do that. It's dangerous. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) These stunts were done because nobody told them you can't do that. Exactly. And I think one of my favorite examples, and I'm surprised not a lot of people know this, um, in the scene of, um, wow in the wizard of oz <laughs> uh when they are approaching the emerald city mm-hmm. and they are running through the poppy field yep. and the witch puts them to sleep and uh i think what's what's the good fairy's name gilda something Galinda? something i don't remember it's been a hot yeah. minute since i've seen it yeah she rains snow on them to wake yep. them up those were asbestos flakes yep <laughs> And 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 if you don't
1: know, asbestos is, is not good for your lungs. It's Do you have mesothelioma,
0: <laughs> you could be entitled to compensation. We laugh because that's unfortunately part of part of a society that's like entrenched yep. in advertising. Like I, I I'm curious overseas, because this is an American show. I'm curious overseas how much similar broadcasting is. I grew up all the time watching TV and there'd be like mesothelioma advertisements mm-hmm. with like the law offices and like, especially in our area, like um, the heavy hitters, mm-hmm. The uh, I think they were specifically, uh, they were injury, injury specialty. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I'm curious how much of that would or wouldn't be permissible on foreign television
1: so that's the thing that i don't think anyone talks about yeah shows are different in in different countries different regions but like what do commercials look like yeah and 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 not just oh hey we're advertising a product but like services like that
0: yeah because i think we talked about this (laughs) early on or maybe it was even from one of the failed first recordings um when we had talked about commercials and uh Commercials for medication.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: It's like, it's, ultimately, it should cut, now, you need to have input, your doctor needs to tell you what medications do, if you need to go on a medication plan for something that you're dealing with, you need to be informed, absolutely, but I don't like the idea then a commercial can tell you if you suffer from these symptoms, yeah. you should be on this medication. Which
1: are broad enough to apply to a majority of people. Exactly.
0: So if you experience any of these symptoms, yeah. and there's like a list of 12, yeah. any one of them, go to your doctor and ask to be put on this. Yeah. Even though that could have nothing to do with what you're feeling. And, and I
1: think that's a very American thing. I, I don't think other companies advertise drugs like that. Yeah other countries not companies
0: <coughs> It's not too different it's, it's, uh,
1: yeah that's that's another issue
0: that was one of my favorite lines and um, you remember epic rap battles of history yes in 2012 not 2012 Wow 2000 yeah 2012 the um, presidential election between Obama and Romney mm-hmm. was happening. And they did an epic rap battle about it. Mm-hmm. And um, I love Romney style. Yeah. Right at the end of the, the right at the end, they have a breakdown where Abraham Lincoln from <laughs> season one comes in to be like, be like, both of you suck. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he turns to he, he turns to Obama and he's like, stop talking about how good things can be and just do it. Yeah. And he turns to Romney and he goes this is a co- this is a country not a company you can't play this like Monopoly <laughs> yep and so it's just it's just a fun fun way to end the episode it's completely right
1: yeah yeah and and I think trying to run this country as a company
0: kind of fucked a
1: lot of people over in the last couple of years yeah and will for the next couple of years because things take so long to change
0: yeah once once something goes
1: away it's hard to get it back yeah yeah and to look at the supply chain issues we have right now. Yeah. Those aren't going to be easily fixed. No.
0: Epic rap battles of history. <laughs> I don't like being reminded of how bleak the world we yeah, live in. Yeah, well,
1: I mean, someone's got to talk about it because if, if everyone is ignoring the problem, the problem never gets fixed. But Not, not that... You know. Our job right
0: now is to make people not have to worry about that. I opened up this episode talking about Willy Walker and the Chocolate Factory, and you're like, yeah, stuff's going away. <laughs> you're never going to see it again. Um, you're going to die. Your mom is going to die. <laughs> uh, I was watching... I started watching those over again. They're still really good. Even like the first season. Yeah. The is really good. I think my favorite to this day, I think it's the finale of season four. It's Stan Lee versus Jim Henson. <laughs> and it has one of my favorite lines ever in any like rap scenario, like a versus yeah. style, like lyrical battle. Uh, Stan Lee opens up the verse And he's like, he's talking up himself and he's talking down Mm Jim. And he says, uh, it's like, I invented the Hulk. I'm, 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 I helped with Spider-Man. I helped with the Fantastic Four. I'm practically a superhero in and of myself. And he's like, what did you do? You made the, you made weird Muppets and Fraggles, and uh, you were, like, he, he mentioned uh, Labyrinth and, mm. like, Dark Crystal. Oh, Labyrinth is such a good movie, though. And so, he's, he's like, look at what I've done compared to you, because it's a rap battle. Like, you're yeah, supposed yeah. to be, and Lee's an angry old man. Yeah. Or at least portrayed as one. I, I think Stan Lee was a pretty laid-back. Individual. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so, so, he's just, like, this angry, coming out, guns blazing, and so verse so second so the rebuttal goes over to Jim and Jim Henson has always been a very laid-back dude Mm. like super I don't think anyone's ever like really seen him mad and so he's just like I'm glad you got that out that anger can clutter your mind and so I've got his whole I've got his the whole rap memorized because his first rebuttal is so good it's it's the most lyrical poetry I've ever heard. He says, uh, "I sense your tension. Once the verbal once the verbal fencing starts commencing, there's no defense against the dents Jim Henson is dispensing." And I hear that, and every time I get goosebumps, I'm like, "That is a masterpiece of wordplay," <laughs> and it just makes me happy <laughs> every time I hear it. I have to listen to it every once in a while. And then Walt Disney comes in at the end, and he's like, I bought both of your asses. (laughs) Bringing it back to how, like, like corporations corporations will strangle the life out of individual creators. Yep. Speaking of, Rockstar.
1: Take two games. Uh, GTA. Oh, that's right. Yeah.
0: We were talking about this earlier. Yeah, yeah. So, was it a collection?
1: It, it's a, a, a trilogy. I think. Trilogy. Uh, the, the
0: definitive edition
1: of of three games. I think.
0: I never really got into the Grand Theft Auto franchise.
1: Yeah, ne- neither did I. But like, if you haven't seen this, so um, the the Grand Theft Auto games got pulled off of Steam and and re-released as a definitive edition on rockstar's own launcher and on you know consoles playstation switch xbox whatever that's
0: um, like a switch port yeah that's yeah, funny, yeah, actually
1: so so um and these games look terrible terrible um they don't care it is believed that they got pushed through an ai upscaler and then like there was no human inter- inter- intervention for any of the things that need that human touch. Yeah. So they, they took a still from, you know, just I, I haven't played the game, so I don't know the character names. But he's riding on a bike, and he, he's got, like, a poofy jacket or something. Yeah. And in the definitive edition upscaled port, it looks like he has, like, disjointed arms. And, and it's, it's just, it's terrible. Yeah. And and the rain is borderline unplayable. So, and, and like, is, is hurting people's eyes be- yeah. because of just how terrible it looks. Um, and, and trying to, like, drive around in the rain at night, you cannot see anything. Yeah. Um, and And to go along with this, so modders have um, modded the game to, to make things, you know, actually look good because they can do that. So Because they care. Yeah. So Rockstar DMZ would them and, and took them down.
0: So this is one <laughs> of the things I like about Sega. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo has this thing. Where fans will make fan games that are amazing. Look at AM2R. Mm-hmm. Uh, it got shut down after its first week. Yep. It died in version 1.1. <laughs> mm-hmm. Unable to be edited and redistributed, but it's already on the internet. Yep. So if you want to play another Metroid 2 remake, you can find it. You can, can find it. For it. You can totally find it. And so as soon as it came out, Nintendo and this is a, a game that was in development for like ten years. Yep. And Nintendo said nothing mm-hmm. during all that time. But as soon as it came out, Nintendo's like, no, you can't do that. Yep. Sega has this thing where the the Sonic like custom Sonic game creation has been going on for a long time. Yep. And Sega loves it. Yep. They see these games and they go, why didn't I think of that? And what do they do? They hire the modding developers on how their we teams. got
1: Sonic Mania.
0: Exactly. Sonic Mania is so good because Sega hired people that care. Mm-hmm. And we need more of that. Everywhere. Not just in the video game scene, in the developer scene, but literally everywhere. We need more Sonic. Sanic. Tank. They, they actually
1: sancs they they, they added Sonic as a shirt as a,
0: a free dlc download for uh sonic forces that's awesome <laughs> you were talking about um with the grand theft auto trilogy yeah um because it just suddenly reminded me of something i haven't thought about in a long time uh in the rain it makes it incredibly hard to see because of how bad the render is the only time in a game I have never been able to see this is actually a pretty interesting story (laughs) um or at least I think it is uh when Metal Gear Solid 4 came out Mm -hmm. I bought it used I bought it from a local game store that sold used games I bought it for like three bucks and the disc while it was maintained was scratched to hell. It's a used, As used game. As yeah. And that's probably why the price was so low because the disc wasn't in good shape. Yeah. But um, it had been cleaned. They had done everything they could to make this disc. It was playable.
1: There's only so much you can resurface exactly. a disc it, before it just doesn't work. And
0: I know that they do the testing where like, They'll play a game for like an hour and see if it, the scratching really affects it in any yeah. way. But with a game like that, it's so long yeah. that you can't devote enough time to really like figure out where the yeah, problems are.
1: Wasn't one of the Metal Gear Solids on GameCube two discs?
0: I don't know. Uh, I, I, that I would be there's... the that would be the Twin Snakes version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was the the GameCube version was the Twin Snakes, which was just an upscale remake of wasn't even a remake it was just the it was just metal gear solid 1 that was made in metal gear solid 2's engine Mm. um
1: i've I've never played a metal gear Solid. but
0: the original metal gear solid on ps1 that was two discs Mm -hmm. and the game's like four hours long if you skip all the gut scenes (laughs) but um in metal gear solid 4 uh one of the well past halfway Um, there's a, you go to an area you have to infiltrate, for those of you that have played the Metal Gear franchise, you go back to Shadow Moses. First of all, this is really fucking cool, Mm -hmm. because it's the fourth game in the series that takes you back to a place you haven't seen since the first one. Gotcha. And there's a boss there that you have to fight outside in the snow. Mm -hmm. And my disc had a the scratching had affected the particle effect of the snow of the snowfield. Ooh, that's weird. There were in a 360 degree field radius for my camera, mm. there were 2 degrees of vision that I had to look at to be able to see. Ooh, and if I was looking in any other direction, my screen went haywire. Wow. And I beat the boss like that. <laughs> <laughs> And the rest of the disc played fine. And, and, and th- this is what gamers will do. It,
1: it doesn't matter how how terrible the odds are stacked against us. Even if the, the game itself is against you, gamers are still going to power we'll still, through. We'll, we'll be, still, we'll
0: still we'll beat We have no problems. But, well, m- some gamers. The, the, yeah. the real, like, it's hard to say as kids get younger, the generation of younger gamers will tolerate less that's fair but i grew up with i grew up with a console where if you turned it on and the game didn't turn on you took the con- you took the cartridge out blew in it and then stuck it back in and you did that over and over again until the fucking thing turned yeah. on which you know
1: we didn't know at the time was actually contributing to more problems we do, we we just we knew that it would work eventually
0: look man blowing in the <laughs> cartridge works yeah, yeah it does. There there Just, is there yeah. there are the studies that say it does absolutely nothing. It works. So it it's it's the reseeding the contacts that, that's actually
1: doing the things. Blowing on it is adding moisture to, to the contacts, which is going to contribute to corrosion, which is going to make it more difficult to to connect the
0: next time. I, I understand the <laughs> science of what you're saying and I believe you, but I've I've spent so much time just simply like using Q-tips to like remove dust yeah, from yeah. the contact points. I've washed them. I've rubbed a bunch of them down with like rubbing alcohol yep, so that, that it that's dries. the way to do it. And nothing. It's almost like it needs <laughs> the the saliva as a as a saline conduit to be able to make the game run.
1: charm to cartridge based systems. Yeah. Even but, with how limited they are. Yeah, I mean the, the the switch cartridges have a lot of data on them,
0: but like can you call them cartridges? Technically. They're chips. I mean, it's, it's, it's technically. It's not a
1: disk. It's not a disk. So it's a cartridge. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um like like yeah, you can fit like, better music I think on, on discs but like I don't know there's just a charm to oh hey I'm going to pull out a game and, and plop the cartridge in there and it just a nice satisfying snap in there
0: I don't know back when you had to be like involved yeah. with your, with yeah, your yeah. console you had to walk up to the you couldn't just download a Super Nintendo game onto your Super exactly. Nintendo yeah you had to choose which one you wanted to play. Remove the one you weren't playing from the designated spot which, because which you, didn't, why... you didn't. take them out. Yeah, you were supposed to take them out when you weren't using it. That never happened. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, I'm. I'm not. I'm not a super huge fan of of the um the PS5 model that that doesn't have a disc drive. Yeah. Like, like the the digital only like just there's just something special about wanting to play a game and physically putting the disc in yeah. the system.
0: And it's like uh, a buddy of mine collects game memorabilia. Yeah. So it's like all the boxes, yeah. all the you know like the instruction manuals and stuff like that. That's cool to collect. So, so if you're getting everything digital, yeah.
1: You, um, you miss out on part of that. I I don't play the game anymore. I still have the collector's editions for all of the Warcraft expansions. Yeah, but I, I still have the you know they're big, bulky. They they've got you know creme- cre- commemorative CDs and, and art books, etc., whatever in them. Yeah, and like they're just fun to display.
0: You can you could ask my mother. Um, <laughs> back this was this was years years ago. We used to have a giant... Both my br- my brother and I shared a room. And each of us had our own dresser. Mm. And <laughs> the larger of the two dressers was so spacey that I could fit all of my clothes in it and still have a dresser left over. Mm. So I stuck literally every game cartridge we had <laughs> in the unused <laughs> dresser drawer. And so if we had friends over and they'd be like, so where's your collection of games? I'd be like, it's right here. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, whoa, you got every game in a dresser drawer. That's cool. And I'm like, it's really just a safe space. But yeah. 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 But I, What I miss were games that were, uh, games that were sold with different, uh, cartridge colors.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, things to make them
1: stand out as you yeah.
0: know i have a copy of um is it in my no it's not in there right now i have a copy of um killer instinct which is a fighter for the super nintendo that was trying to rival mortal Kombat and street fighter it didn't mm-hmm. really but it's still it's good in and of itself uh the cartridge is all black mm-hmm. um i think speaking of mortal Kombat, mortal Kombat was red wasn't it or am i thinking of something else i'm, I'm- I'm not sure. It was like a crimson red. Like, I have a Deadpool poster on the wall. It was that red. All over. I don't think it was Mortal Kombat. Now that The more I'm thinking about it. The original Zelda was gold. Yep, and the second one. Mm -hmm. And it was... That was the release state of the game. So if you found a cartridge that was gray, Mm -hmm. that was the rare one. (laughs) (laughs) There were the... The, yeah that's that's another thing so the gold N64 the cartridges yeah Majora's Mask and Ocarina both had one had them so a, um, a relic of a
1: bygone era I guess um, with, with games being digital so much now and, and the internet being as prevalent as it is it's easy to just release a day one patch and, yeah. and fix all of your crap that you know you didn't bother to do during your development time but back when you know the internet wasn't as prevalent, and and the only way to uh, patch games was to recall them and reissue them. Yeah, that's what you had to do. That there there could be you know multiple different revisions of the same game yep. on different cartridges.
0: That's like um, <coughs> speaking of Ocarina. Ocarina had I think three versions version one 1.1 and Mm 1.2 um on one point on 1.0 uh was the original gerudo symbol Mm -hmm. because as we think about it now if you look at the gerudo symbol in any like zelda game it's kind of like the face it's just kind of like a a generic shape with two eyeballs in it but it used to be a muslim symbol it was a it was a crescent with a star in it
1: wasn't there also uh chanting in the fire temple
0: yes that was yeah. the other point i was gonna bring up a muslim chant yeah of all things and it wasn't taken out because muslim bad it yeah. was taken out because it was a prayer yeah and it was sacrilegious and, to and nintendo tries to stay away from
1: like like any religious references
0: which is not tr- that's more true now yeah um the original Zelda Zelda as we know it has always been steeped in like Christian mythos
1: uh,
0: I, I guess to an extent the concept like... of the Triforce invokes the Trinity uh, e- e- in Zelda so. 1 he had a cross on his shield <laughs> there are multiple discussions about this I'm, I'm sure yeah there's uh, developmental artwork that I think was done by Miyamoto himself uh, for the original Zelda, or maybe it was Zelda 2, that was just a black and white still of Link kneeling, praying in a church. Stuff like that's cool. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm not yeah. afraid to show religion in games, Yeah, but it's like when you're an international company and you have to look good to it, everybody. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It has its place, and sometimes avoiding it is the safer option. And, and like... You,
1: you can still show religion, like, if it's an in-universe religion, but, yeah. but I think you you cross a line when you're showing, like, real-world
0: religions. Yeah. Even if they draw similarities yeah. to things yeah, on yeah, the yeah. outside. As long as it's a relatively original IP, you can kind of do whatever you yeah. want. Because, like, if, if, if you're, you know, requesting guidance
1: from... Nehru and Friore, that, That's that's very different than you know just praying to God.
0: Yeah, praying to God. Yeah. Now I
1: want to watch Spaceballs. Thanks. <laughs> I'm surrounded by assholes. Keep firing assholes.
0: I wonder what Rick Moranis is doing these days? <laughs> uh, Didn't he know. make a return to? The- I I heard it was planned. I don't know if he's actually doing anything.
1: Same with Brendan Fraser.
0: Frazier is trying to put himself back out there, and yeah. I applaud that because that man's been through a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: We should get them both in a movie.
0: Have they been in a movie together? I don't think so. I don't know. That'd be an interesting movie. They both have the. I can see they could have comedic chemistry to be able to work off of each yeah. other. I don't know. We'll buy the rights and make Monkey Bone Two. Oh, honey, I shrunk the mummy. that's a better idea Uh, spaceballs the search for brendan Fraser. (laughs) spaceballs is such a good movie i I love satire movies like that
1: yeah mel brooks was good at that yeah i i still haven't seen um
0: blazing saddles and i hear that's really good it was on your phone John and I had you download it so we could watch it on lunch, and you chose not to watch it with us. All right. Well, I, I, I don't. I don't. Watch and movies. I remember we watched it, and how uncomfortable everybody felt because we were watching Blazing Saddles. I don't. I don't think I was there. Like, like I don't think you I was. You had in the room. to have been. Oh well maybe not in the room but yeah. you were definitely there cuz it was your phone. Yeah, I, I I
1: might have been like like outside or something because I I do I do not remember watching any part of the movie.
0: We also did the same thing with Kung Pao, but we didn't finish it.
1: So I I've, I've seen parts of Kung Pao. I, I might have seen the whole
0: thing but Such I don't know. It's stupid but fun movie. Well, well, that's the whole point of it being a stupid movie. Making fun of I can't remember what the original movie was. A lot of people like to point it out as a Bruce Lee film and it wasn't. But it was it was kinda like Enter the Dragon adjacent. Yeah. Oh now I kinda wanna watch Double Dragon. That that was a that was a bad movie. There was a Double Dragon movie? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Remember the Street Fighter movie?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> time for for movies
0: so ral julia i believe that was his name it up. it's either ral julia or Raul de julia i don't remember but he was the actor who played uh m bison in uh the street fight the live action street fighter film mm-hmm. and <laughs> john claude van damme was kyle um he so the reason why um he took the role was because his grandkids, or maybe his kids or nephews, I don't remember specifically, but children in his life uh were big fans of Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm doing this for them. <laughs> and it was his last role before he passed away. Well, there you go.
1: I, I think if you I don't want to say clout but but if you have the means to do something like that yeah absolutely do it to to make people that you care about happy absolutely it was Ralph julia i was right
0: Puerto rican actor apparently a really nice guy mm-hmm. you know who also is a nice guy in hollywood who's that adam sandler i do like adam sandler He's apparently the nicest guy. We've we've talked about him before and
1: how how his movies are polarizing. You either love him or hate him, but
0: like I got no problem, Adam Sandler. I I prefer I, if it, if it were me, I honestly usually prefer the people that he brings into a movie with him, mm-hmm. like Rob Schneider, <laughs> who is apparently also a really sweet guy. Yep. Um, uh, I watched The Benchwarmers
1: the other day. It is, is a fantastic movie with uh, Rob Schneider. And who else is in that movie? John Hedder's in it. Yep. Um, and and the, the one guy who's... I, I love him, but I forget his name. Uh, he was also in Rat Race. Um, I want to say Joseph gordon Levitt, but that's wrong.
0: I, if I'm remembering correctly, wasn't it... Um my god i had it i had it right in my head eleanor rigby all it, over it is it really is um you're gonna write before you say it because i know you're looking it up yep um dude oh i hate it when this happens <laughs> david spade yes david spade
1: was in it um uh john lovitz john lovitz I like John Lovitz He's funny Yes
0: Have you ever Um, seen The Critic? Yes Yes
1: Um,
0: Not a good or bad cartoon It was just It stinks It was a show he was in Where he played a film critic Yep Yep. And his uh, He had a son That was played by The late Christine Kavanaugh Who went on to be Dexter in Dexter's lab Mm -hmm. Dee Dee you idiot I don't think that was ever said I think you're confusing Dexter with Ren and Stimpy. I mean, maybe. Because <laughs> you're even—you sound like Ren when you say it. I, yeah, yeah. Stimpy. <laughs> you idiot!
1: Didi, get out of my laboratory! There you go. Yeah.
0: And then there that's was That's all you can that's
1: say. That's all you can say. That's my mother's favorite
0: episode <laughs> of that cartoon. And and you know what the best part is? It's not even right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> omelette du fromage is not cheese omelette. It would be omelette al fromage. We. Oui. I don't even speak French and I know that. <laughs> if I'm being honest, though, I think I learned that from a babish episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, today, we're going to be looking at the omelette du fromage from Dexter's Laboratory. First off, let's clear up something <laughs> wouldn't be omelette du fromage. It would be omelette al fromage. And that's probably where I learned that. (laughs) I have no doubt that episode started exactly (laughs) like that. Babish is a
1: good channel. I like like
0: watching cooking shows. He's from Rochester, apparently. Yep. Yeah. Which is neat. Just knowing he's relatively close. I mean, realistically, like if we lived in Oregon, where we live currently is closer to New York City. (laughs) But... Even where we are, New York City's far.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the country is a very large place. They, they, you can drive for three hours. And be nowhere. And, and still be in Texas. Whereas that same
0: three-hour drive across Europe, you've crossed six countries. Yeah. I mean, I think six hours is one point to the other point of Britain. minutes by a ferry and you're in france is it 20 minutes i don't remember english channels wide i'd, I'd like to travel someday and, and you know see the world that i've been a spectator to i just want to go to japan that too not as like a weeb or anything yeah but like yeah, just yeah, yeah. it's a clean it's a different culture and it's very clean yeah it's just it's very professionally oriented
1: very respectful to the individual
0: yes Although apparently a lot of uh, American foreigners get arrested in Japan. I would believe it. For suspected troublemaking. I would believe
1: it. Uh, if, if the culture is so, so different, then, you know, our our mannerisms here could be seen as, as highly offensive over there.
0: Yeah. But even, like, I don't know if it goes to this degree, but it's like the, the concept of jailing somebody because they might do something. Yeah, I, I, I don't agree with that. That's just a false... Um, yeah. Pre, thought, uh, thought police. Yeah, that's just like a false premise. It's like, you see flames painted on the side of the car, but not only do they not make the car go faster, mm-hmm. it's, like, it's like, are you going to arrest them, Mr. Police Officer, for driving 41 and a 40 just because they have the flames on their car? Mm-hmm.
1: seize all the cash in the vehicle because civil
0: asset for- forfeiture and then just happened to stumble across some cocaine that he put there
1: <laughs> i I'm, I'm i'm gonna get arrested on the way home oh, there are yeah. the, pe- pe- already listening
0: <laughs> hello xbox celebrate celebrates its 20th anniversary yeah 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 xbox i is did 20 not years know old. that was today yep yep not that i use my xbox for anything it's the bedroom youtube machine (laughs) that's all
1: it does i miss playing jet set radio future i i think i'd beat the game but i never like 100 it i like the art style yeah yeah um and just so much exploration as well and and if you want to explore everything, you have to get good at doing tricks.
0: Yeah. I miss the era of... I think truly, like, the most innovative era of games was, like, the two thousand. Yeah. Early to mid-2000s. Yeah. Because that's when you didn't have... We still had polygons, but we could make rounder shapes. Yeah. With our hardware. <laughs> like uh, Spyro 3. Spyro like 3, to, I like to point at... Um, Mario Sunshine. Yep. It's like a stunning example. Yep, yep. It's like you have Mario 64, and then the next time we saw Mario technically was in Luigi's Mansion. But the next Mario title was Mario Sunshine, and the game was just this breath of fresh air. You had a world that you could just like explore and do whatever you wanted. You could do nothing. But even in the hub there was stuff to find. It was just fun. And
1: and like the world grew and evolved as you played through the game and, and the more shine sprites you collected, the game actually got brighter to the point yeah. where you needed to get sunglasses.
0: What is it? Um the uh what is it? Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl yep. are coming out in a couple days. Yep. And I'm super excited. I,
1: I I um so Pearl on the DS was the first national pokedex that i ever completed yeah and and that was you know exclusively because of online trading
0: i'm hoping to hear some more about breath of the wild (laughs) 2 before christmas uh so
1: so so yes i um i am excited for breath of the wild 2 regardless of how long it takes i i'm I'm waiting for it
0: we we have personally stayed away from like everything
1: yeah so um i have not seen any gameplay for metroid dread because i have not picked up the game yet and i intend to keep it that way
0: i watched it (laughs) it's fun oh oh, i'm
1: I'm sure i'm sure
0: it's not for me but it's enjoyable like if you gave me a controller and said this is metroid dread play it i would play it and enjoy it but i'm not going to spend my money on it
1: yeah um, uh, Fusion is is my favorite Metro title of it's all time, very... and, and for this to be you know a, a pseudo sequel to to Fusion, I'm I'm super excited. It I, I very... think the X is a fantastic enemy.
0: It is very Fusion. I think you'll like it.
1: Yeah. Breath like...
0: of the Wild Two, though, I I it'll be nice to get lost in a world again.
1: I, I'm interested to to see. All of the symbolism with the arms that that we saw in yeah. the, the the initial
0: trailer and, Min and got how of that. that. <laughs> no, please no. Just, <sighs> calling it now, Min-Min <laughs> for Breath of the Wild Two.
1: Like, I want to see. First off, what happens, and, and second off, like how how is. Assuming his his arm gets special powers or something, yeah. how those powers are implemented and what those powers I are. I think the et most we
0: can speculate at this point is I think the arm is going to become the Sheikah slate. That that makes sense. Yeah. Or take the place of. Yeah. But
1: I don't profess to know anything. I want to know like like how much Ganondorf is is going to be involved. Because like if if Breath of the Wild was all. Ganon's true form full of malice, etc. And then, in the trailer, we see a physical body yeah. of a male Gerudo. The only ever male Gerudo is Ganondorf. Yeah. So.
0: They're setting him up to seem major, but they can subvert that that's, right that's at the last true. second. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't know. Time's gonna have to tell on that one. Yep. Much like the end of this episode, which has gone a little <laughs> long, but we were having fun. So all's fair and fun and fun so any closing remarks I don't really like alert you to when I'm doing these yeah
1: no I, I'm just broad set. oh hey episode's over goodbye uh, I don't know
0: games are fun yeah <laughs> yeah they are um, not saying the episode ended on a whimper or anything just kind of a weird way to end the episode. Yeah, no, that like, I, I just... just don't want to make them
1: too long I'm looking forward to, to the, the Pokemon remakes I've, I've got a lot of nostalgia for, for the old games I actually met one of my best friends playing,
0: playing Yeah, Mario. I remember you were telling me about that
1: um, Yeah, so I used to um, be part of this, this message board where uh, so people would steal other people's Pokemon because they're assholes and, and my group would, you know essentially follow them around and not let that happen again. And, you know, someone came in and said, hey, this dude stole my deoxys, and, you know, we became friends after that. And, and like, I, I'm not sure if her, if her deoxys was ever recovered, but, like, I had a deoxys, so I just gave her one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And, and, you know, that was... That was almost twenty years ago.
0: Yeah, I try not to think about how much time has passed. God, I'm old.
1: Welcome to Deviating Tangents, where, where we're well, ever aware of our our growing mortality.
0: Welcome to Deviating Tangents, the show where every episode we feel more and more sorry for ourselves. <laughs> Have a good one, everybody. See you next week. Go out and smell the coffee. <laughs>